My roommate is an absolute nightmare, scamming me out of money and forcing me to give up my cat that I just got simply because she was so irrational and I didn't trust her. But eventually I moved out and I was able to find a life of my own. And I'm honestly so great to be away from that psychopath. Here's what happened. So this next story is an update to a previous story that we covered on this channel where the original posters entitled roommate forced them to pay for Wi-Fi that they never had access to in the first place. Here's what they had to say. So in my original post, I talked about my entitled roommate by the name of Brandy. And after the events that went down with the Wi-Fi, Brandy and I continued living with each other for the next several months. We remained cordial to one another and mostly stayed out of each other's way. This was relatively easy. Since the last few months I lived there, she practically lived at her boyfriend's apartment down the hill from where our apartment building was. So during the pandemic, I started struggling with the loneliness that comes with social distancing. I was really depressed and one of the main things keeping me going on days that I felt especially lonely was the cat that my roommate had. I've had animals pretty much my entire life and their company can really fill that empty space for companionship that I need. However, as Brandy started spending more time at her boyfriend's apartment, she started taking the cat with her as well. Those days were hard. However, because it was her cat and not mine, I never asked her to leave him with me even though I was really struggling. So as a result, I started thinking about getting a cat for myself. I've entered cats into new spaces and social situations several times before, so I felt confident that I could do that here. I thought it over for a while because I didn't want to get a new cat, only to start going back to work and then leave it alone 90% of the time. I also wanted to make sure I was ready for a lifelong commitment that comes with having a pet. So anyways, I decided to get a cat. I approached Brandy to talk it over with her. At first, she seemed open to the prospect, but then suddenly she wasn't. She told me no. As if I were a child asking a parent for something. I was so frustrated because I owned the apartment just as much as she did and had always been more than considerate with her. I approached her to discuss it one more time and she started telling me how she didn't want another animal in her apartment because her cat already lived there. She said to me, cats can't share litter boxes so that's going to be an issue. Which isn't true because anyone who owns cats knows that they can and do all the time. And anyways, it's going to scratch up my couch and rug. And also for reference, her own cat already did that frequently and she had to put up protective covers on the couch for that reason. I explained that I would be happy to meet her halfway. I'll pay for better quality couch covers than the one she already had and replace the rug with a different one if she was really that concerned about it. She also said as a Hail Mary attempt that the day I bring another cat into this apartment, she's going to put her couch in storage and then I'm going to have to find something else to sit on in the living room. I calmly explained that I didn't move in for the couch. I moved in to find a place to live. I told her I'd be fine to come up with an alternative solution for the couch. However, at this point, I was not asking her. I was telling her. She was not happy with this in the slightest and accused me of holding back on telling her I was getting a cat until after we renewed our lease. I explained that I had not decided to get a cat until my job announced that we would all be working from home for at least another six months, which was several weeks after we renewed our lease. I also told her that even though I wanted to adopt an older cat or a bonded pair, I felt it would be easier to just get one kitten because kittens
kittens are usually easier to introduce into new environments and to new cats. So overall, I really was trying my best to compromise with her. She finally and eventually gave in and accepted that I was getting a cat. And surprise, surprise, she did not remove the couch in the slightest, despite her blatant threats to do so earlier. When I finally found a kitten to take home, I let Brandy know when I would be bringing her back, just so she would know. I gave her the plan I was following from an online pet journal so she would know how this was going to be. The day arrived and I brought my new kitten home. I brought the kitten into my room, which was ready with toys, food, and a new scratching pad. I left her in there to curiously explore with my boyfriend supervising. Brandy asked when her cat and mine were going to meet, and I reiterated that they weren't meeting that day because my kitten needed a few days to acclimate to the room and recognize it as her safe space. And when I said that, my roommate practically blew a fuse and started yelling at me that I wasted her time and that I should have explained that. I reminded her that I did explain in my text messages and that I sent her the plan I was going to follow so she could see it for herself. She said to me, I'm not going to read all that text. That's like a novel. And just for everyone's information, it wasn't a novel. It was maybe a few paragraphs tops. I told her that was her own fault for not reading it and that I had done everything I could to prepare her for this. We also had a few in-person conversations about it, but apparently she didn't remember any of those either. She then started yelling at me about how I was a terrible roommate and how all I did was lock myself in my room with my boyfriend all the time and now I'm just going to do that with a kitten as well. She then started complaining about other things I was doing that upset her. She accused me of never cleaning around the apartment, even though I kept everything I touched as clean as possible. I reminded her that I offered to work on some kind of cleaning schedule with her when I first moved in. However, she had told me that she had a certain way that she liked things and that she would just do it all herself. I continuously checked in with her while I lived there, but she just kept saying not to worry about it. And now, all of a sudden, it was an issue. She then grabbed our full bin of recyclables, picking things out that were mine, and started throwing them on the floor, telling me I never empty the recyclables, and how I left so much stuff in there, and sometimes that she'd have to make multiple trips down to the dumpster just to empty it. And when she said that, I told her that I never complained when I had to make multiple trips because of how much alcohol she drank every week and that I didn't exactly enjoy living with an alcoholic roommate. And as a side note, she is often filling up the recycling bin by the end of the week with all of the empty bottles of beer and wine. So while what I said was kind of wrong, it was absolutely true. And when I said that, that was the last straw for her. That absolutely did it. She screamed at me, I want you out of my apartment now. But I reminded her that I live here too and she couldn't just kick me out. I told her she treated me like a house guest and not a roommate. We yelled back and forth some more before she finally left the apartment and I went back to my room. I burst into tears and my boyfriend comforted me after the fight. I no longer felt safe or responsible having a new kitten in the apartment. And to be honest, I wasn't sure if Brandy could kick me out or not. I had never co-signed a lease with someone before. I thought about it all and talked it over with my boyfriend for the next several hours. And I ended up taking the kitten back to the home that we had gotten her from. And you know what? I cried the entire way there. I said my goodbyes and I gave them the pet carrier I brought to transport her in so she'd have something familiar to go home in when someone else took her home. I cried for the next few days. She was such a sweet kitten and I wish that I could have gotten to know her, but I'm sure she ended up in a much better living situation. I eventually installed a doorknob with a lock and key in my room that weekend and was the only person with a key. I no longer felt safe in my own apartment. 
apartment unless my door was locked. I spent almost all my time in my bedroom when I wasn't working at the desk in the public space in our dining and living room area. If she was at the apartment, I would usually be at my boyfriend's. Finally, I called the apartment complex and asked if Brandy was actually able to remove me from the lease like she threatened to do. They confirmed that we co-signed together, meaning that neither of us could kick the other one out. So at least I still had a place to live. She started being more cold and passive aggressive. Her next thing was demanding that I pay my half of the security deposit. When I moved in, I asked immediately what my half was. And she said to me, I'm probably not getting the security deposit back for this place. So just don't worry about it. But now, ever since we had a falling out, she was insisting. So I told her that I would only give it to our apartment complex because I didn't trust her to not keep the money out of spite. Especially considering how she lied to me at one point and had me pay for Wi-Fi that I never had access to in the first place. She kept insisting that I pay her, but I held my ground and eventually she gave up. Now, I wasn't destructive when I lived there. If anything, her cat was way more likely to destroy something than I was. He would frequently eat food that I left unsupervised for less than 10 minutes. This cat has also torn lampshades and had even torn down a canopy that I had installed over my bed twice. She never reimbursed me for any of the damages, by the way, that he did to my property, saying to me, I told you I was getting a cat when moving in. It's your responsibility because you knew this would happen. So yeah, Brandy was a real peach overall. Finally, I found out that since I was only a co-lease, I could leave whenever I wanted without being penalized for it financially from the apartment complex. My boyfriend then asked me if I would get an apartment with him, and so I agreed. We started looking for places and eventually found somewhere with decent space for the two of us. The first apartment that we wanted wasn't ready until the second week of the following month, so we went with a better option that compromised for everyone. There was another unit that was available the third week of the month that we were in, meaning I would be leaving earlier than I expected. However, it would be easier for Brandy, who was already planning on moving her boyfriend in that same week. I decided not to ask for reimbursement for the fourth week of rent because I figured that would be petty. Despite everything that had happened, I just wanted to leave as peacefully as possible and put the whole thing behind me. We got approved for the apartment and began making plans to move. However, do you think it was easy? No, of course not. Brandy was an absolute menace to live with. The last month that I lived there was during a heat wave and the air conditioning worked well in the rest of the apartment, but just not in my room. Maintenance came over multiple times and kept telling me it was fine, but I couldn't cool down my room without keeping the AC on high. This was absolutely my fault and I ran up the gas bill very high that month, like two times what we normally spent. Brandy sent me a text with a bill and was furious. I apologized and I took full responsibility for it. However, she said that because she had spent most of the past month at her boyfriend's apartment, I should have to pay the full bill. And at this point, I just lost it. I had put up with this woman's temper tantrums for a full year and was not about to pay four times what I normally paid simply because she was acting like a Karen demanding a free four-course meal, all because her dish wasn't hot enough. I finally put my foot down and I told her no. I told her I would gladly pay for the difference in cost. However, she didn't get a free pass on utilities simply because she decided to live at her boyfriend's apartment for a month. I mean, what do you want me to do next? Do you want me to pay for the full rent of the apartment? She told me I was being very unreasonable and that the day I moved out, she would send me one final itemized payment request on Venmo for the full amount of the gas bill, plus all the other utilities and the cost of rent. I sent back to her and said, okay, since we're penny pinching, if you do that, I will send you 
you back the amount you requested minus the four months of Wi-Fi you wrongfully charged me for and never paid me back and the last week of rent I won't be living in for the apartment. And I will itemize it so you can see everything. When I said that, she did not take that well. She told me that was unnecessary and I added that I picked an earlier week to accommodate her stupid boyfriend's move-in date. If she was going to be petty about the entire thing, so was I. Now, after that, we didn't speak. Not even the day that I moved. Some friends and I packed everything up, stuck it in the truck, and were moved into our new place by nightfall. The next morning, I received the faded invoice request from Brandy and breathed a sigh of relief. She only requested my half of utilities, including the gas bill, and then deducted the cost of Wi-Fi and my last week of rent. I had finally won. But that's not the end, as there is one more little happy ending here. A few weeks prior to the move, a friend of mine got me in touch with a lady who ran a shelter from her home for feral cats and kittens. I offered to donate the toys and food that I bought for the kitten that I originally brought home because it made me so sad to look at them. I ended up donating some extra litter and some food as well because I really love cats. When I went to drop them off, she introduced me to a feral mom cat who had just had a litter of kittens. She offered to let me meet them and I said yes. She put the runt of the litter into my arms who proceeded to crawl up my arm and play with my hair and I was in love instantly. Two months later, my boyfriend and I brought home this kitten and her brother over to our apartment and into their forever home. And ever since then, we've been spoiling them with non-stop love and affection. My boyfriend and I are so happy together in our new home. He kind of saved me by suggesting that we move in together and I couldn't be more grateful. I love him, I love our cats, and I love my life so much now. It was honestly kind of emotional writing this whole thing out as it was such a traumatic experience dealing with Brandy. But I'm so happy where my life is right now. I haven't spoken with Brandy since I moved out and honestly, I don't care to. I hope for her sake, she's well and grew up because dear God almighty, she definitely needs to. Wow, what an experience. Brandy sounds like an absolute nightmare of a roommate and she seriously needs an attitude adjustment. I mean, the red flags are just all over the place with this lady. She scammed you out of money for your Wi-Fi. She forced you to give up your cat simply because she was so irrational and she tried to make you pay for the entirety of the utilities all because she practically moved to her boyfriend's apartment for a month. Like seriously, that lady's crazy. So good for you for getting away from that crazy lady. And it's really cool to see that your new life is so rewarding. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My mother is trying to compete with my mother-in-law in being the only grandma in my son's life. And it's honestly obnoxious and I really don't know what to do. So this begins as me and my girlfriend have just had a baby. After some serious pregnancy complications, they had to bring our son six weeks early into this world. We spent a night in the hospital, then doctors needed to perform a C-section within the hour. Otherwise, she and the baby could possibly pass away. I immediately phoned my mother-in-law. My girlfriend wanted me and her mom as birthing partners anyway, and naturally she was worried about her daughter. My stepdad rushed my mother-in-law down, and the two of us rushed into the theater where our beautiful boy was born. He was rushed to intensive care, in which I went with, and my girlfriend was then rushed for further care, to which my mom accompanied her. This is where my entitled mother comes into the picture. She wanted to come down and visit my girlfriend and baby, and I broke it to her that there are no visitors allowed at the moment. They had just both gone through a lot, and they could not have anyone in the room. And this is right about the time that my mother starts to kick it off by saying that she's a grandma too, and she feels underappreciated and used by us. Meanwhile, I'm in the hospital 
hospital and my son is hooked up to oxygen, as well as tubes, wires, and medication. And my girlfriend was nearly in the same identical situation. And my selfish mother was complaining that she wasn't there, but my mother-in-law was. I'm sorry, but her mother nearly lost her daughter. Of course she's going to be there. Plus, my mother simply was not allowed on the hospital ward anyways due to rules and restrictions. But she would not accept that. The following day, she was allowed to come and see my girlfriend and the baby. She came in absolutely livid that my mother-in-law was there again. Not to her face, but kicking it off with me in private. But when she saw how poorly our baby was, she burst into tears and realized he wasn't doing well. She said that she didn't realize how small and poor he was. After a few days, he massively recovered and started getting the majority of the wires and tubes removed. We took my mother a few times to meet him, where she got to hold him and spend time with him. My mother-in-law was working during the week, so she didn't get to see him until the weekend. I took her at the weekend, where my parents also came to visit. This was also the first time that my mother-in-law had got to hold him, and yet here comes my mother as she comes around and takes him away for cuddles. Despite seeing him multiple times in the week, mind you, my girlfriend and her mom didn't complain, but I apologized when I took my mother-in-law home that evening. Thankfully, she said it was fine, but I didn't feel like it was. My mom seemed to calm down, and then today she was helping me prepare the bedroom for the baby coming home, and that's when she saw the coat that my mother-in-law had bought for the baby. And what does my mom do in a situation like this? Well, of course, she accuses her of stealing it. Now, I have no idea where that came from, but apparently my mom felt the shop that it came from was too expensive for her mom to shop at. So at that point, I shut it straight down, and I told her to pack it in. She then pulled a receipt out of the pocket that thankfully was for the coat. With all things considered, I just don't understand why she's so jealous and against my mother-in-law, but she needs to figure it out right away, because it honestly feels like she wants to be the only grandmother in my baby's life. Yeah, your mom is acting crazy. There's no reason to act like that to your mother-in-law, and you would think that both of them would be happy about the situation, but instead your mom is spoiling the mood altogether. So hopefully she figures that out, and hopefully she doesn't turn into this massive nuisance to the family, because that attitude is definitely not going to help anybody out involved, and she seriously better figure that out, or else she's going to burn some bridges in the process. I really dislike the way my wife talks to her employees, and it really bothers me, and I don't know what to do. So my wife and I both work from home on most days. We are in separate rooms, but I overhear her conversations. There are pretty thin walls. She's a manager, with about eight direct reports in several countries. She's been in this role for a couple of years. It was a big shift when she started, but it turns out that she really likes managing. I kind of worry that she likes the wrong things about it, though. She fired somebody very soon after she took the job, and has let some other people go since. She's been trying to fire an admittedly kind of bad employee for a few months now, but is disappointed to learn that the employee is protected by the laws of their country. Generally, I feel like my wife is really quick with the axe. I find that disappointing, especially since she knows firsthand what it's like to be fired. I've held her during times when she's been fired, and it breaks her heart. But honestly, the most troubling behavior came this week. This week, my wife discovered that a recently hired employee scheduled nearly a month off, starting for next week, and didn't notify their manager. That is obviously a very bad thing. So my wife called them up, and on their call, it became clear that the employee is struggling with multiple issues. They don't get along with their coworkers in country, and one of their family members is close to passing away. Now, from my perspective, I think a tactful approach would have acknowledged the employee's mistake, recognized that it was rooted in an understandable problem, 
problem and come up with some kind of remedy. But that's not what my wife did by a long shot. Instead, she berated this employee and this stretched for over two days of calls, both of which made the employee cry. She lit into the employee. She said to them, I can help you, but you need to trust me. And as a side note, in some kind of sad way, it's always kind of funny to hear someone angrily demand trust as if that's how it works. Because you know what? It's not. At one point, by way of anecdote, she tried to tell the employee about a time that she helped another employee who was also having problems. But in doing so, I think she disclosed private information about the other employee's personal and professional life, which seems really bad. And at another point, she said to the employee, oh, so this is probably the last trip that you're going to be able to take with your family member, huh? Which just seems like a horrible and tactless thing for a manager to say to an employee who's going through a rough patch even if they're trying to do it from a good place. And throughout both conversations, she kept suggesting that the employee think long and hard about whether they want to be at this company, basically encouraging them to quit. That just felt horrible to me. From what I can tell, this person wants to do a good job, but my wife is acting like there's some kind of deceitful layabout trying to pull one over on her. Now, I think my concerns here are valid, but I have absolutely no idea if and how I should raise them to my wife and how I could do this respectfully. I've brought up work things with her once before in 2021 and we got into a huge fight about it. Since then, I've just pretended not to hear anything. What should I do? I think you can express some kind of concern over what you've heard through the wall, but to make assumptions about the entirety of the situation without hearing it firsthand as well as what she deals with on a daily basis really would be the wrong play in my opinion. Because regardless of what you're hearing on the other line, you don't know the full story even if it really does make it look like your wife is really being a jerk. So I wouldn't go jumping to any kind of conclusion because that would be an awful thing to do. You could at least say, hey, are you okay? Is there something going on? Because I'm hearing things through your work that really sound disturbing and I just want to see what's happening. Try and take a nice and gentle approach. That might be your best bet. But honestly, jumping to any kind of conclusion without conclusive evidence of what is or isn't happening really will only hurt your relationship in the long run. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.